On this episode of Prep Rally, we'll talk about Bentonville's overtime win against Fayetteville, and we're going to go back and look at Greenland's hook and lateral win against what was an undefeated Lavaca team. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And this is the world-famous Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I'm joined today by Rick Fires and Leland Barclay down the River Valley. Boys, my goodness, it feels awesome outside today. Yeah, I got a, a visit from one Jack Frost this morning. Yeah. I don't know if y'all did or not, but yeah, you had to turn on the old heater for the first time. It smells a little funky and everything, yeah, yeah. but man, it got me here, so glad to be here. Beautiful Auburn day. Now, don't tell Leland that it's cool. He he still thinks it's 95, and if it's below 95, he doesn't like that. I know it. Yeah, yeah. So, we are through now seven games yeah. of the 2022 football season. Leland... It's really shaping up to be a great run for the final three weeks. Leland's not with us. He's he's taking a break. <laughs> Rick, it's just you and I. Leland's got a little tef- technical. Sounds like he's raking leaves down there or something. Got 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 him out there raking leaves. Ricky, you and I were over at uh, Bentonville last yes. Friday night. What a, what a what a great ga- great finish. What a great finish that game was. Not a not a great game. Game was pretty good, but the finish was fantastic. Man, it, it, just an exciting finish. Uh, C.J. Brown. Let's see. Uh, they did. They're going to go for two points. Bentonville. Uh, Bentonville was going to go for two points. Uh, the quarterback kind of fake a little bit. Little play action. Little play action, and then see. Hey, for you, you receivers out there, C.J. Brown went in the end zone, turned and squared up, and gave his quarterback just a great target. Quarterback throws it in there right on the chest. Uh, Bentonville wins the game. Just like you said, you know, technically it wasn't a great game. There were some miscues and all that. But, man, what a great finish. And we knew it would be uh, one of those two. You know what? And even though Fayetteville lost, hey, y'all don't take Fayetteville lightly. They are a good team. They are very Bentonville good. Bentonville just uh, happened to win that game. They went for two points, and uh, it worked out for them. But Fayetteville still a really good team. So, Ricky, Fayetteville's lost three games this season by a combined five points. All three of them in the waning seconds of those games, including a field goal against Rogers with yep. four seconds left. A, pl- a touchdown against Cabot with eight seconds left, yep. and a and a overtime two point conversion against Bentonville. That's that is Fayetteville's three losses, and th- you know those are tough losses to overcome. But you, like you said, Ricky Fayetteville's a very very good team. Uh, Drake Lindsay is having a, wow. a stellar season. Twenty five hundred yards passing uh, through seven games, twenty four touchdowns, one one. Interception, 24 touchdowns, oh my one interception. How many did he throw the other night? It was like 58 passes. 58 passes. 58 completed passes. 30, 30, I think 36. I'd have to 36, go back and look at the yep. stats for sure. But like 36 is 50, I think, something like that, um, for 400-something yards. And, uh, of course, nice pass there on third down in overtime uh, to get the ball to uh, lock McKinney. Man, who, what a great game he had, oh, McKinney. Oh, tremendous game. He uh, – you know, they're, those three receivers, you got Lot McKinney, you got yep. Kalen Morris, and you got Jason Delamar. Those three are, yes. as, they're as good as they come. Absolutely. And, and fan, you know, just fantastic players. But, Ricky, you and I have talked about this. I think, Leland, we've talked about this with you. Fayetteville, the problem with Fayetteville is they don't have a run game. 
and and that's and that is yeah. a problem. You know what? I said that before a uh, previous game or two when they had a chance. Uh, Rogers, if they'd got two first downs, they would have run out the clock, and they didn't have a running game then. Yeah. And wh- they had what total minus yardage against, against Bentville? Bentonville? Yeah, yeah, minus yeah. eighteen yards. Man, they got to find a way to, especially late in the game when you need to eat some clock. You got to have that. But, but you know what? I don't know what Fayetteville is going to finish first, second, third, whatever. But they're going to be a hard out in the playoffs. They will be. So, Leland, what are your thoughts on that game, on the Fayetteville-Bentonville game? Well, I mean, you guys touched on it. I mean, obviously, 11 carries for minus 18 yards. Correct. And I think four of those were sacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's 60 – that's basically 61 passing plays and seven running plays. Yeah, so, I mean, that's correct. But that's, that's what they hang their hat on. But but Rick's right. I mean, there are times in the game, obviously, you'd like to run some clock and, and things like that. But, yeah, McKinney, 10 catches for 142 yards. Morris, 10 catches for 65 yards. DeLamar, 4 for 104. And they kind of so, went, I mean, went away from him a little bit in the second things, half. If you've got those guys, mm-hmm. why run the ball? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you something else, too, Leland, in that game. Uh, Fayetteville's defense did a tremendous job in the first half of keeping the Bentonville running back Josh Ficklin bottled up. They did a good job. Ultimately, in the second half, Ficklin was able to break loose. He had about 80 yards rushing in the second half, finished with 129 on 29 carries. The touchdown he had in overtime, nobody touched him. He he went 10 yards untouched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had kind of looking down at my notepad. I think you're right, too, though, because, uh, you know, Ficklin – if, if you had have told Fayetteville before the game that Josh Ficklin's going to have 29 carries for 129 yards and two touchdowns, they would take that. Fayetteville would take that. Yeah, anybody would take that yeah. as, as opposed to the alternative. Uh, you know what? Uh, Ficklin took it in, in, in the overtime period. He did. I mean, he did. Rick, I, had, I was looking down at my notepad, you know, whatever, yeah. and, I, and before when they, when they snapped the ball, I was looking at my notepad. And uh, and looked up and Ficklin's coming right at me in the corner of the end zone. I'm like, well, did they throw it? Did they hand it? What? How he? How's he so open? You know, like that. I mean, nobody touched him. Yeah, um, he ran it. I think. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he, did. he just ran it. Yeah, nobody touched. You know him. what? And he said, I think reading reading your story that he's glad they didn't go away from the game plan. They they even though they were getting stuffed early, uh, when it came right down brass tacks right there, Ficklin with the man, and then uh, on the two point conversion. Uh, faked it to him. To, they faked it to him. Faked yeah. to him. And uh, quarterback uh, uh, Nye. Yeah. Nye. Yeah, he, he said um, uh, uh, Brown, C.J. Brown, wasn't a primary target. But he, he said he looked up and spotted him. He had such a good target right yeah. there. He said, man, I had to give it to he him. He just kind of squatted there in the end zone. Squatted just, right just, there yeah, and boom, right, right, right the there. Middle. Ball it, game. No, nobody around him. You know, he nope. just was wide open. So good. Well, and how, and well, and how big were the three field goals? Huge. Yeah. You know what? And Jody Grant, the Bentonville coach, said at the time, he said, you know, a lot of people were probably second guessing us kicking those field goals right there, and not, instead of going for it on fourth down, he goes, we feel like we have a kicker that that's that's good, you know, from fifty yards uh, in, and uh, uh, Logan Thomason is good from fifty yards in. Uh, the forty-two yarder Rick that he kicked would have been would have been good from fifty-two Boom. easily. Boom. Yeah, easily. And, what, and, and they've had they've had some field goal kickers up yes. there at Bentonville last yep. few years. Yep. Well, Jody Grant was of the of the principle: you take the points when you can get them, and that's yep. what they did. And uh, it it ended up rightly. Those those did end up being big. I mean, that's that's nine extra points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So big win for Bentonville that puts them uh, in the in the driver's seat at four zero. Yeah. Yep. Um, in the conference.
And then you got lurking in the, a little bit in the darkness there. You got a little bit Rogers, yep. which still has to play Bentonville. Yes. And Bentonville West, which, which beat had... Rogers. Okay. Yep. So there's still a chance for the triangle there with each team having one loss. So we'll see how this plays out the last three weeks. But man, this is, I mean, the 7A West is, is going to be a really good race all the way to the end, like we knew that it would be. Yeah, and Bentonville and Bentonville West at the end of the uh, exactly. regular season. Exactly. Woo, so, doggy. But, but Bentonville's got a big one with Rogers. Absolutely. That's going to be a tough oh, game. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to be focused on that. They're not going to be looking to the Wolverines yet. Absolutely. Yet. So that is the 7A. Uh, Leland, there's a pretty big game this week in the 7A Central that we need to talk about. Uh, it's the biggest game in the state this week. Uh, I mean – in our area, there are some gigantic games, yes. uh, especially for playoffs, whether it's fourth seed, whether it's making the playoffs, whether it's conference championships, some big games for us here. Right. But the biggest game in the state is number two Cabot at uh, number one Bryant. This will be the 19th meeting in the last 40 years, so it doesn't come along very often. Haley's Comet doesn't come around. I mean, it's it's pretty uncommon, too. Mm-hmm. So, but number one versus number two, this is only the 19th time during the regular season that number one has met number two. And number one only holds an 11 to eight advantage okay. Okay. in that 40 years. And, and the reason why it's 40 years is significant is because that, of course, in 1983 is when the big school schools were merged into the current playoff system. Tell you what, Leland, we got to talk about what a great job Scott Reed has done uh, over at Cabot. Uh, I, I've got to. I've got to think when he came in over at Cabot, his second or third day of football practice, and he told the quarterback, "We're going to take this this ball and we're going to throw it ten to fifteen yards down the field." And the quarterback said, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, we're going to take this ball and you're going to throw, put it in your hand, and you're going to throw it in the air." Coach, we don't do that here. Yeah, we can't do well, that. Well, we do now, and they're doing it very well, Ricky. I've solved them in playoff games, and I couldn't believe what I've seen. You know, they had wide receivers running downfield and just great playmakers. So uh, 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 they're now modern-day football. I mean, they won a lot of games with the Malhams, how they used to do it. Pound, 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 pound. Pound, pound, pound. uh, Game's over in an hour and a half. But, uh, man, I'd love to be seeing that game up there. I know we got some great games here, but – yeah, thank you for reminding us. I'm going to be eyeballing that game. It's going to be a good one, Leland. Um, so, Cabot, a much improved, you know, everybody's eyes was on Conway. Yeah. And, and Cabot beat Conway. Yes. Uh, now, you know, the Central has dominated yep. the 7A the last how, – how many years now, Leland? Is this – I mean, Bryant's won four in a row. <laughs> well, so, it's, it's counting this one five. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know – Conway, you you said Fayetteville. You know, there's you know Conway's might, oh, might be, be the three seed, yeah. three seed at yeah. that conference. You know, and so you know, good luck to whoever draws them. You know, early yeah, in the playoffs too. So, uh, but that's still a few weeks away. This is a big one. Uh, Leland, is this at Cabot or at uh, at uh, Bryant? It is at Bryant. At Bryant, and, and you know, we were talking about you know, there's possible three way you know triangle in the West. There's a possible, you know, triangle in the in the West as well. But you're right, Cabot picked up a huge win because not only did they did they beat Conway, but they also got that maximum 13 point yes. tiebreaker. Yeah, handled it. Yeah, which yeah. who would have thought that too? Because the points always, or I say always, the Usually, points yeah. is so big when it comes down to it because points will decide something. 
you know, whether it's fourth seeds, championships, whatever, top seeds, it's going to decide a lot of things. And, of course, points just merely sets up the head-to-head competition. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's still the head-to-head that decides it, but the points sets up who goes head-to-head as far as the tiebreakers. Right. So let's talk about the 6A, uh, Leland. You saw a great defensive game uh, last Friday night down at Greenwood. They hosted Lake Hamilton in what was billed, and rightfully so, as a really huge game in the 6A West. Greenwood absolutely put them in the best, best, uh, my, my best Ted Nugent voice, a stranglehold. <laughs> they put them in a stranglehold. Shut them out, didn't they? Absolutely. Yep. I'm stunned by that. Yes, they did, and it was very early that they had them in the stranglehold. Yeah. In the first half, well, Lake Hamilton's first five possessions ended in punts. No. Out of wow. their nine possessions in the game, they gained more than one first down. On one series, one series. I mean, that's the Ricky. That's the that's not defensive perfection, but it is very close to it. You know what? Uh, I, that's just domination. Yeah. At the half, um, Lake Hamilton had run twenty-four plays for sixty-one yards. Yeah. Usually, when you challenge Greenwood, which is not ever really a <laughs> good thing to do, but when you challenge them and you question their manhood, so to speak, but when you challenge them. They usually respond pretty well, but even this was an impressive response. And I've I've seen Lake Hamilton last few years, you know, a game or two here and there. But uh, you know, I, I get caught up sometimes in all the passing and all the stats and all the running, and then sometimes I forget about those guys over there on that defense. And then when they shut somebody else, are are you kidding me? Wow! So. Uh, a lot of times we don't give enough credit, you know. Even in our player of the weeks, we don't. I don't get a lot of defense, defensive stats. But I'm, but my goodness, what a great job by that defense of Greenwood. And of course, you know they're going to put up some points. Yeah, and they. I think Leland, if I you, you were, I was talking to you about this Friday night after the game, basically Greenwood handed the ball off the second half. They just took that clock and just just rolled it down, rolled it down. Little little small plays, move the chains. Three runs, move the chains. Three runs, move the chains. That's what Fable's got to do a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, So it was twenty-one to nothing at the half, and in the second half, they just handed the ball off. And and it's now it's a lot easier to do to kind of go into that conservative mode when a team has a running back like Jake Glover. He has finished with twenty-seven carries for one hundred and eight yards. And 72 of that was in the second half. And, and they just, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to have a How guy like that, a, which, is the, which is what we were talking about with the Fayetteville, you know, Bentonville game earlier. You've got to provide mm-hmm. a, a, a threat of a run game. You have yeah. to. You know, you have to and have that. And that helps your threat. passing game. Yes, you have to have that. And so uh, I know Fayetteville's working on it, but they, they've got to get, if they're going to be any kind of factor in the playoffs, they're going to have to have a run game. At least, at least some kind of a run game. I remember covering um, Springdale High years ago, and I think I put something in my preview article, Pass Happy Springdale, led by Gus Malzahn. And he took offense to that, and he was right because, Rick, he said, every team I've ever had, I had a 1,000-yard rusher. Yep. And I said, oh, excuse me. Okay. Well, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> but it yes, wasn't sir, your highness. Yeah. I didn't say yes, sir, but I said, <laughs> you know what, I'm wrong. Okay, Gus, all yeah. right. But, no, really, uh, man, you've got to have uh, – there are certain situations. If you can't pound, 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 you at least, man, ability to run some clock. Now, let's talk well, about a team. I think, too, when you talk about the – I guess the progression of the passing game, when you talk to these – a lot of these coaches now – 
um, the term that one of the first ones I remember is, you know, the term run and shoot. Well, yeah. if you mention the term run and shoot to a lot of coaches now, that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. 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 Although that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's talk about a team that has no problem running the football. Boonville. And oh they are, and they are Leland is, I mean, there's a chance Dax golf has 2000 yards at the end of the regular season. It's very possible. He's around 1,300 right now. He had, I think, 244 last week. He had 307 two weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's very possible. Now, what's going to help uh, Boonville, uh, not that they need help, but <laughs> Brooks Herrera came back and played oh, some defense last okay. week. So, he's back. Trace Hall, who is really the speedster on the team. Of course, he's had a great season. And then you throw in Cody Elliott, who has just kind of been uh, – you know, a senior kind of waiting his turn, and he got a chance this year with, uh, you know, with an injury. So they, I think they would like to take some of the load off of Dax Golf. We only had seven carries last week for 200 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it was fewer sure. than 10. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, and so that sets up, Leland, the big game that we've all been looking for in the 3A1 conference this season Charleston at Boonville Friday night. It was funny, uh, Coach Crowley, last night when I was talking to him. Of course, you know, everybody saw this game back during the summer. It's yep. the one everybody has had circled in this area. Uh, and so he said, it's, yeah, it was there all along. Uh, it was kind of hard to ignore, but now it's finally here. Finally here. And so this is Doc Crowley from Charleston, Charleston. a Charleston graduate, the head coach at Boonville, and he's hosting Ricky May. The head um, coach of Charleston, who's from Boonville. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of an ironic twist to the game. Is is uh, they're they're going against their alma maters in in a big game. Uh, so it'll be a good one. There's nothing better than football, Ricky, in Charleston or Boonville on an October night with big game, you know, things on the line. It don't get any better than that in the state. It, it just doesn't. You know what? I was in Boonville on Monday uh, with Spencer uh, for our Rick on the Road uh, series. And uh, those towns are only, they're not very far apart. And I remember I had to go through Charleston and went through. The only thing standing between there was that branch, little town called Branch. Yeah. And, uh, and I was talking to Glenn Parrish. You know, he's my guy for Boonville. If anybody knows about Boonville. Oh, by the way, it's not purple. It's royal purple. Oh, royal purple. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Royal he corrected purple. me on okay. that. Oh, yeah. so there kinda, you go. But you know, is that he, like crown royal purple? Ah, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but uh, man, you know that stretch right there. Even you know Greenwood down there. That is just an excellent football down oh, there. Man. I know yeah. that you know Dex Dax Golf's going to be more needed more than seven carries in this game. Yeah. So that is just a, if anybody in that area down there, even at Branch, you know, they, they don't have football. Man, you got to get over there and watch some of that stuff. It's that, gonna be that's going to be excellent. It's going to be the power of Boonville's run game against a Charleston. They do throw the ball a good bit at Charleston. Brandon Scott, great quarterback. And, Reese Moretzka, great receiver. Catters, uh, yeah. yeah, they're, you know, those are, that, that's going to be, it's going to be a great game. Uh, and it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's set up like we thought it would. Uh, both teams coming into the game, undefeated in conference play. Um, it's, it'll, it'll be a great one. If you're, 
you know, if you don't have an affiliation to a team on Friday night or if your team's on the road somewhere and you want to go catch a good one, you're probably going to have to stand up on the fence, but it's still be worth it. You, 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 you might need to get there early. And, you know, we talk about Dax Goff, and, of course, they've got a great offensive line too, a very good defense. Yes. But there may not be a better quartet in the state than Brandon Scott the two Ketters yep. and Reach Briska yeah. at Charleston. They're they're great. You know what uh, this reminds me of the scene in Hoosiers where it shows down a country road the line of cars, yeah. line of cars. Last That's one what out. it's going to be. Last one out. Turn out the light. Yeah, the last yeah. one yeah. out. Yeah, uh, heading to the game or heading back from the game. You're going to hit the headlights and tail lights. Uh, so I can just see that right there unfolding on well, Friday. Leland, Leland will be at that game Friday night. Now, we'll, before we jump back over to talk a little Shiloh, let's stay in the 3A1 Conference, Ricky, and talk about Greenland's big win last Friday night, a, a potential playoff-saving win uh, for Greenland against what was then an undefeated Lavaca team on a hook and ladder Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're in class here right now. Yeah, go, go, you know, you talk about pet peeves. I know you hate the term uh, new record because yes. it's redundant. It's yep. not a new record. It's a record. record. And uh, ladder. I've heard TV guys, I've heard other guys say hook and ladder. It's not. A, I'll let This is your thing right here. Go well, ahead. it's not just mine. It's Leland. It's any, it's anybody who's ever There's covered not, any football. It's not football. a ladder. It's not it's a, a ladder. Lateral. There's no ladder on a football field unless yeah. it's a ladder to climb up into a press box. There yeah. might be a ladder on the I've field done for that. that. Done yeah. that. Yes. And that I one. have had the hook and ladder at Firehouse. And it's Subs, pretty and good. It's very yeah. good. It's a good sandwich. Yeah. And also, if your house is burning, you might need that hook and ladder tr- fire truck <laughs> to come to your house to yeah. put on the fire. The only time a hook and ladder is going to be on a football field is if it's there on a truck as a first responder truck. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if that's what you with have with the American flag with American there. flag yeah. on it. That's the only place. It's you. There's no other place on it. It's a lateral, just like lateral. if I. It's a lateral because that's yep. what the guy who's doing. So let me set the scene. Boone. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Greenland is down. Yep. It's down to Lavaca. It's the final seconds of the game. You know, Greenland's got to pull something out here to try to get a win if they can. Down you know. five, t- 10 seconds to previous seconds. unbeaten. Yes, previous uh, unbeaten Lavaca. They throw the pass, complete the first pass. He turns and laterals. Laterals. To the receiver. Coming around. The receiver's coming around. It's Metter. Metter takes it in to the end zone for the, for the score, and that brings Greenland to within, a you know, a point. And they went for two and the win, and they got it. And they knocked Lavaca out of the unbeaten ranks. Big win for Lee Larkin and the Greenland Panthers. Uh, Greenland Pirates. Why do I want to call them Panthers? I don't know. Because I, I, it's early. Yeah, it's, it's early. early. It's Way early. early. Yeah. Uh, the Greenland Pirates, and they get a big win there of Lavaca. And that's, you know, Leland, that's, that could go a long way toward determining whether Greenland gets in the playoffs or not. Absolutely, because that conference, you know, I love talking about that conference, keeping up with that conference every Friday night, you know, checking the scores in that conference, because every week in that conference, there are impact games. And and certainly that was one of them. Greenland with the 29-28 win. I think the play went for 31 yards and they scored with one second left. Hey, let, let me take over here uh, because Max Meredith was our player of the week for teams up here. Okay, Lee Larkin said, you know what, We're hey, kids, what do you want to do? We're going for the win. Max Meredith, I remember last spring I was assigned to cover the, uh, the track meet over there, and I was looking through all the ones that said, 
a kid from Greenwood wanted to shop put. I said, oh, well, some big offensive lineman or something? I said, no, they're quarterback. Max Meredith wanted to shop put? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, that kid is stout. Uh, he's also very good in weightlifting. Yep. And and when they lined up for that two-point, you know it was going to get uh, it was oh, going to yeah. be Max Meredith. T- tackle and some he, of this. Yeah. You know what? And he bowled over some poor, some poor kid right there at the goal line. Hey. He just barreled into the end zone. So This just uh, in, Ricky, football's a contact sport. It, absolutely. Uh, good blocking. You know, Max Meredith's uh, always going to credit his teammates. Uh but everybody knew he was going to get the ball, and he was not going to be denied at that goal line. Fantastic win for them and Coach Lee Larkin for the Greenland yes. Pirates. Pirates. There we go. Yes. Yep. So now let's kick it, Leland, now back up to the 5A West, the conference that we've talked about so much all year long. We are now down to the final three games of the season, and this is the first really, really big game that might determine, could determine, uh, conference championships Farmington at Shallow Christian Friday night. Absolutely. How big is that game? And, you know, after the competitive equity factor came out and these, you know, we knew the four teams, the four major teams that were, that was going to be, that were going to be moved up. And I think the big question mark was going to be uh, how not, not can Shallow Christian compete in 5A, but how well will they compete, especially in the 5A West, which is known as a, you know, a pretty rugged, tough yeah. conference. Yes. And they've certainly answered that. Yeah. Now, Farmington comes in with two losses in the uh, on, overall, one to Rogers. Yeah. In a game that kind of went back and forth, it yeah. was a, a you know it was it was a close it, game. It, they didn't make a lot of penalties. And, yeah, you know, they they hung with Rogers. Exactly. So that's one loss. The other one was to Harrison. In a, that's their first game they played with Cameron Van Zant out yeah. at quarterback. That yeah. was Samwell's first game at quarterback. Well, in the three games since then, Samwell's has adjusted pretty well to being the quarterback. Uh, he had another 200-yard game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think three touchdown passes, two or three. The week before that, he was 11 of 11 passing the week before last. So I would say he's 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 entrenched there now. He's doing a great job running and directing that, that Farmington offense. This is going to be a great game, Ricky. It's going to be a great game. You know what, and – I think I was listening to some radio show on the way. Maybe it was an NFL team. Oh, all the injuries we got. Uh, the Razorbacks are decimated in the secondary. That's why it's called a team. Yeah. And you take uh, Sam Wells from the defense, work with them at quarterback, and now they've won three in a row. Exactly. That's what football is. You have to overcome adversity. And they've done it very well. And JR, and, you know, that's going to be a tremendous game. Uh, man, back and forth, back and forth. Probably a lot of scoring, I would think. Maybe not. But uh, can't wait to see the outcome on that one. Uh, also, Ricky, I know you've written about this. Uh, Russell Hodge has really emerged yes. as, a, as a sophomore running sophomore. back for Farmington. Uh, and that gives Farmington a really big-time run threat there. Uh, they've got Peyton Funk and, and all these great guys, receiver. receivers yep. out there. Uh, Jagger, Gordon, also a great receiver. Uh, so Farmington's got a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons on the other side of the field too. Oh my goodness! It starts with the the the, uh, the quarterback man. He's rolling right now. Eli Wisdom, uh, yeah. Uh, Eli uh, with the he was our poster boy this year on yep. our uh, cover yep. with the sunglasses and everything. So uh, 
it, I think it's just going to be typical Shiloh. You know, you kind of wonder how they're going to do in this league. Uh, look like they're doing very well. They're doing very well. They've, they've got a really, really balanced offense over there, Ricky. Uh, Eli Wisdom, of course, is their three-year starter at quarterback. Bo Williams. Bo Williams, a good running back. Uh, they got good receivers in Bodie Neal and, and yeah. uh, Carter Holman and, and these guys. Bodie uh, Neal on defense, uh, too. Paul Boyd just walked in. Another good receiver, Dax Widger, who's a champion wrestler. Yep. So, if anybody – if a defensive back tries to pin him in the corner, he just, you know, does a <laughs> suplex on him or whatever wrestlers Boom. do, gets him off of him, and he gets free. And, you know, this is a kid, I think Paul goes about 130, about 130 pounds, but he knows how to use his body. Uh, you you put it exactly correct there at the end. He uses his body very, very yes. well. Yes. And let me tell you, at 130 pounds, pound for pound, he's going to be as strong as yeah. anybody. That's what I've noticed, too, about him watching him play. Now, he's – on the offensive side, he's maybe option three, four, something like that. But on the defensive side, he is a lockdown cornerback. And mm-hmm. nobody, you know, no, these receivers are not going to, even though he's a smaller player, uh, he, he knows how to use his body. Yes. <laughs> he yes. He knows how to do that. That's where, you know, wrestling, a lot of people, we don't talk about this near enough or as, as much as we should. These schools that are good at wrestling, this translates, Ricky, to the football field. It really does. Oh, I've heard coaches. Yeah. Um, oh, no question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Not, you know, and, and uh, the coaches, the wrestling coaches that we have here, you know, have roots. Yeah. Other places. So they've grown up with it. So they, they've kind of brought it to Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and when I talk to some of them, you know, they said, you know, when we got here, you know, the the football coaches here at Arkansas, here in Arkansas, they were kind of like, eh, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, the ones that get on board, the, and and a lot have gotten on board. Hey, you're gonna get you, you're gonna get you some real players. Yeah, and you kids know? who know how to work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. don't mind. Yeah. Don't mind at yeah. all. And I um I went to high school in uh, Michigan and uh, wrestling just a bit. You know. It's almost required from from the uh, high school coaches yeah. up there, and it draws you know as soon as football's over, and that's an automatic translate. They don't want the big guys, uh, offensive linemen, going out there and trying to shoot three pointers on the basketball team. They're going to go to wrestling, and it's a huge draw with the uh, spectator sport up there. Well, that so I love it. That and Leland, you know, you you've covered the powerlifting meet. Uh, yeah. And how beneficial has that been to Bo Williams at Shallow Christian? Beneficial for the Boonville football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, powerlifting, just like wrestling, also a big works together with football. Yeah. A big contributor uh, to those schools that do well at it. Benton, Boonville, you know, Leland, you you've seen it. You you've seen what what how it benefits. It was funny this year. Uh, we were I was down at Lake Hamilton for the the powerlifting meet, and uh, Max Meredith was over there lifting. And there you go. Somebody there you go. That was standing close to me said something. I said. Uh, he's a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. There hey, and the go. thing is, um, for you young people out there, it's divided by weight. So you're not going to go up against 275 monster. You're going to go up against people relatively uh, close to your own weight. Just so like that's wrestling. what made yeah. it great. Yeah, yeah. Just Rick, like wrestling. I'm on. I'm on a on a mission to try to get powerlifting to be a, a sport sanctioned, sanctioned yes. by the AAA, yes. and I want to see it offered for girls. Just like it is for boys, because the girls could could tremendously benefit uh, from this as well. 
Um, and it needs to be something the AAA takes a look at uh, because I think there's a real need for it. It gives kids – Ricky, if they're going to have eSports as a, as a sanctioned <laughs> sport in AAA, they should take a look at powerlifting and say, okay, we're going to – you know, what do we need to do? You know, let, let's get – like and what I've been told by Lance Taylor, because I've asked him about this several times, and he said there needs to be more teams participating in yep. the powerlifting meet now so that they can look and, and say, look at it and say, look, we have this many teams now participating. So it comes down to more teams, more schools. And there's just about every football team, every school in the state lifts weights. Yes. Yeah. But and I tell you that what, extra hey, effort I, of going to the powerlifting meet to make it more successful. Let me give you a little story here, Paul and you guys. Yeah. I went over to Bentonville to do a story on one of their softball players. Uh, she was our player of the year for softball. Um, all of the bit now understand who the softball coach is at Bentonville. It's Kent Early. Yes. Who yes. was Kent Early's? You know the battling that whole family's coaches. Yeah. Okay. He understands the importance of weightlifting for the whole program, okay? So part of Bentonville girls softball, a big part of it is their, is their work in the weight room. You, is it any surprise Bentonville girls are, have won four or five no, states? No shock it, at no all. No shock at all there, right? Because he wants well-rounded, strong girl athletes. That's what it takes, and, and the way to get that is in that weight room. They're not up there trying to be – bodybuilders and, and, and no. flex sauce. They want to be strong athletes. That's, I, what, that's what they want to be. i tell you where it could benefit the girls, too, is in basketball. I've seen four, five, six girls with their hands on the ball all fighting over one, one ball. Man, if you're strong enough, jerk that thing away and, and help them with the rebounding. You know, the top, the top girls are going to do that. But I've seen a lot of girls like they're just – not quite strong enough to put it back up there. Yeah. So it it helps in uh, an array of sports. Tell you what, Ricky, I uh, have a good. Uh, so I'm you know I'm from Texas. Powerlifting is a, is a thing there. It's, it's yep. sanctioned by the UIL. It's a, it's a thing, um, and it's for girls and for boys. So I've got a, a young lady that I covered in high school way back when. Her daughter is in powerlifting. She's about you know little kind of petite you know 105 pound whatever blonde you know pretty girl. Here's a picture of her with her state champion medal in yep. powerlifting. The next scroll down, Paul, two more things down Facebook. Here she is with her homecoming dress on, with winning the homecoming with the crown on. So, you know, that's awesome. That's what it's yeah. all about. So she's she's strong, and that's what, you know, that's what I'm pushing for is let's do this for the boys and the girls, and let's develop strong athletes so the example you just said you can be an athlete on a court and you can be a lady off it right and that's there. what and that's what i'm talking about but let me tell you her smile was just as big holding that medal as it was the holding flowers. the flowers yeah okay uh, yeah, so okay. that's a good story there you go so that's what i'm talking about i'm on a mission you know to try to do that and try to encourage you know let's get more girls involved in this because it builds a well-rounded strong Girl, female athlete—that's what this does. Wrestling has done it. Mm -hmm. Let's let's offer it for powerlifting. Let's get girls involved in this. You take yeah. the lead. I'm backing you. Yeah. No, that that sounds fantastic because I've been able to watch wrestling and and I tell you what, wrestling is a great sport, guys and gals. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and it would help the track programs. 
it would help basketball. Yes. It would help. It's, it obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's helped Bentonville softball. And yeah. I'm sure. Let me tell you, I'm sure if Bentonville's doing it, you can bet Benton is doing the same thing because Absolutely. they, you know, I, I can bet you they're doing the same thing. I haven't seen it over at Rogers, but it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Harper doesn't have his girls in that weight room too, uh, because it coaches who understand. Building the whole strong athletes, what it's all about. And the better strong athletes you can have, the better chance you're going to have at winning. Yep. And I don't care what sports you're playing. Yep. It doesn't matter. Even your uh, pickleball? Yeah, even that. <laughs> even that. Which, by the way, Tom Brady is now uh, involved in pickleball. So, And uh, saw a Dirt Nowitzki out. Leland, have you started playing yet? Because I know you, have, you said you have a friend who's involved in it. I have not. I've talked to him twice this week, and he is just gigantic in it. Yeah. Uh, they travel around and go to the tournaments and things. And it is, uh, I think, probably maybe a term that might be best used for pickleball and, and the popularity is it's almost on a, how do you say it, meteoric yes, rise. rise. Yeah. Uh, CNBC did a story this week uh, on projection, num- numbers projected. Over the next 10 years, they anticipate there will be 40 million pickleball players in the United States. They anticipate, you know the, yeah, they anticipate you know the, revenue, which which last year was about a, about one hundred twenty five million, to be more than two hundred fifty million dollars in revenue in this sport. So, uh, I mean, the first time I saw something on it, uh, it has been uh, a sport at the Senior Olympics in Arkansas yes. for several years. Yes. Several years. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it is it is a you're right it's a mercurial rising in, in interest level in it and now you're getting dirt Nowitzki playing it jordan spieth playing it let me ask you this uh cuz i'm in dark about it. i don't know anything about it i've just now heard heard you and leland talk about it. but is this just for adults older people no, is this no. something that filtered oh, no. to the high school the best female player in the world is 14 years old oh i didn't and know she that. was paul an elite level soccer player like nice potential us Olympic level headed that direction, elite level soccer player. And she saw the potential in this, and she's 14 or 15 years old, and she's the best player in the world, singles player. And her and her mother are about are, are one of the top two, three, four, five doubles teams in the world. In the world. Now, I know yeah. uh, lacrosse is uh, getting more from – getting away from the northeast, getting more into south to midwest. And we have it here. We have an elite well, yeah. level soccer – I mean, lacrosse here. Yeah, but yes. I'm asking is could – uh, pickleball be in the high schools in a few years? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at it because it's a lot more cost effective. You can okay. take one tennis court and make three pickleball courts out of it. That same oh. that same oh, same okay. area, so it's more cost effective. And uh, I'm kind of on a push on that on schools that are are not doing it for PE. They should offer this for PE because okay. it's a lifetime sure. sport. You're not out a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. You can buy a paddle for for sixty bucks. You could buy a pickleball paddle for sixty bucks, um, and what you're seeing is communities are now starting to build pickleball courts everywhere. Um, and I talked to a guy at Springdale Parks and Rec the other day. They're going to take one of their courts, or they're they're over at Tyson at Tyson Park, right off of Fortieth, or over there in Springdale, yeah. and they're about to put put pickleball in there. Um, so Springdale's going to have outdoor courts, um, and probably going to do the same thing at their new park on the other side of town at George that George Park over there off of uh, Don Tyson. Well, I, I don't know anything about it, but anything get the kids off the couch and get the cell phones out of their hands, I'm yeah. for. I'm, I'm uber addicted to it. I started playing about a year, little, about a year and a half ago. 
uber addicted to it. It's a great sport. You get a great workout. Um, it's for all ages. Yes, it is. A lot of older people play it, and those are the people you want to avoid if you can because they will absolutely cram that ball down your throat and not think twice about it. Are you good at it? I think I'm okay at okay. it. You know, I'm not a, I'm not an elite level player. I don't do tournaments. I don't want to get that serious about no. it. I like to go play and just and just play Exercise and, and, and competition. You get competitive. You know, yep. it's competitive. You want to win your. You know, but but. Uh, uh, it's it's great exercise, and that's you're right, Ricky. It gets it gets not just young people off the couch; it gets us old people off the couch. And and uh, uh, you get a good little workout, and you know you, you go play for an hour or so. You'll you'll know it. You'll you'll be sweaty. You'll know okay. it. Okay. Yeah, you'll know it. Uh, so I didn't mean to go off on a pickleball tangent, but I could talk about it for hours. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, you're it's, addicted I'm just a, like the rest of the country. Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway. Uh, to fit, wrap up today's show, we got big games this week. They're going to just get bigger as the weeks go on. But yeah. before we quit, Paul Boyd just came in, joined us. Want to talk a little volleyball? We had a kind of a milestone last night over at Fayetteville, which wrapped up the they already wrapped up the number one seed in the six A six A West. But 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 Brooke Rockwell over at Fayetteville got her All American jersey last night. Yes, yes. I tell you what, you know, I mean, that's that's a national. Yeah. Accolade, yes. Uh, Under Armour, you know they uh, they they pick X number. So Brooke from Fayetteville is is one of a small number. Yeah. To be recognized this year as All American. And Paul, she's going to Stanford. Yes, that's correct. And then and then Kennedy Phelan um, is their tremendous setter. That they that they got over at Fayetteville, she is headed to Florida State. Yes. But and they've got two, three, four other girls that are also going to play uh, collegiate volleyball. So one one is going to play beach volleyball somewhere, right? Uh, Can't remember which one. To remember, but, which, but there's one of them. Uh, I, I know one, one's going to Dartmouth. There you go. I know that. There so so they're they're going to play a little volleyball, but they're going to get a heck of an education. There too. you go. Well, so Paul, the the uh, regular season wraps up. This week, yes, um, mm-hmm. for for, te- for teams yes. everywhere, um, and then the state tournament uh, for volleyball is next week, and up in the six A, it's going to be played at Rogers Heritage over three days: Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. I think right, um, and so there'll be four matches on. Is that right? Four uh, matches yeah, on yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday, four on Wednesday. Semifinals will be played Semi, on, Thursday. on Thursday. So, if you want to see high-level volleyball, get a chance to go because you've got some really, really good teams. Paul, is this Fayetteville team maybe the maybe the best team we've maybe maybe the best we've ever it, seen? It, it's possible because you know they 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 beat a, a Harbor team last night that wasn't quite full strength, but I'm I'm you know I, I hesitate to say I'm not sure that would have mattered. Yeah, uh, but you know that they have been very, very, very good. Yes, yeah, they are fantastic. So if you want to get a chance to see some really elite, high-level volleyball, go over to Rogers Heritage next week. Tuesday game uh, matches are at noon, two, four, and six. Wednesday same times, noon, two, four, and six, and then the semifinals on Thursday at one and three. The two semifinal winners, of course, then will advance to go down Saturday to Hot Springs for the state championship volleyball. So that's what's going on with volleyball. The only volleyball state tournaments that are being hosted in our coverage area 
is the 6A over at Rogers Heritage and the 2A down at Mansfield, which is also going to be very, very good. We also want to mention Shiloh Christian in 4A. Uh, they are going to be a threat to win a state championship. Greenwood always a threat yep. in 5A to win a state championship. Uh, just tremendous volleyball, Hackett, you know, all good volleyball from the whole you, – you drive down, I'm going to say 71. Yeah. We'll, we'll take yeah. Highway 71. 71. You drive down 071. You know, you go through Bentonville. There's you, a lot you know, of good volleyball. You better believe it. You better believe it. And uh, and it's and uh, and I know volleyball in the north up the northeast side Jonesboro of the state is very area. good. Jonesboro area yes. is also very very good. Uh, but you take a look at all the classifications. There's a real good chance that there may be two, three, four state champions come off of Highway 71. Real good chance. Real, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, real good chance. So that will wrap up this edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. And we covered a lot of ground today. Including pickleball well, and powerlifting. And, and you talk about Greenwood Volleyball. They wrapped up the number one seed from the 5A West. Actually, they did that last week. Yep. And Hackett is now – and actually, the small schools are playing their district tournaments right. this week. Right, But Hackett is 23-1. and one. The one loss was to Little Rock Central a couple of weeks ago in a tournament, and they lost two out of three. In all the other matches that Hackett has played this year, every single one of them, has been 3-0 or 2-0. Wow. Sweeps. Yeah. That's and the only match that they have even lost this season. And in football, North Little Rock at Northside Friday night, gigantic game because the winner of that game probably is assured of a home playoff game in the first round of the playoffs, which is big. And then Prairie Grove and Alma's kind of doing the same thing. That game's probably for the fourth seed in the 5A West, which is going to be a tremendous game. And then up there, of course, you guys have Ozark and Elkins, which is probably a conference championship game. Yep. And then on top of all that, we were already starting senior nights. Alma and Boonville will both have senior nights on Friday nights. So what does that tell you about the season and how fast it's gone? Well, we also need to mention, too, Leland, uh, basketball, Paul, has started for non-football playing schools. Basketball has already started. So the schools out there like Bergman – you know the girl, their girls. You know have won 179 games in a row or whatever it is. It's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they started the Bergman boys, and so all the non-football playing schools uh, have started basketball this past week, and then uh, they'll be joined here in about, about two more, about about uh, three four weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, about yeah, three, three four three weeks. Uh, the football, you know, the football schools will start playing. Then girls start, and then the boys will start. Um, so anyway. It's it's busy. It's here. It's yep. busy. It's busy. So again, that will wrap up this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. We appreciate you joining us each and every time. And we'll be back next week to talk about more football. Who knows? We might talk some more pickleball. You just never know what we're going to talk <laughs> about. It, it's it's all out there for us. One thing we're not talking about, Paul, is is baseball. We're not talking about that. The baseball season is officially over, the right? Baseball is over. We don't care about anybody oh, else. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I saw some TV. We don't some, care. Some that, Yankees. Some we, Yankees. Especially we oh. oh. Oh, we're not talking about that. We don't. We don't. We yeah. don't talk about that. There's things group. we don't talk about, Ricky. We don't talk about a hook and ladder. We don't talk about new records, and we darn sure don't talk about the New York Yankees on oh, this podcast. Okay. Amen, okay. brother. All right. So thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you next time. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. 